This is the Truth Warrior Ministry Podcast with your host, Joshua Butts, and my brother, Isaac Butts. On this show, we would deliver a variety of concepts from biblical, atheism, conspiracies, politics, and worship. So without further ado, tune in, relax, or kick back, because we're trying to build some Truth Warriors. Let's get into it. Truth Warrior Ministry. See through the lies. See through the lies. Welcome back, guys. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome to my podcast. For those who are still listening, I appreciate you. Um, all right, we're going to jump right into this. We left off on chapter four. We got through all the churches, all the seven churches, and um, we are going to start off on chapter four. And as I said on my last podcast at the ending, this is where we get deep. Okay, and if there's one thing I need you guys to focus on is remember, we are reading this book from beginning to end. We're not hopping around. We're not skipping from play to trumpet to seal. We are going from beginning to end as it was meant to be uh, read. Okay, and if we do it this way, I promise we will not be confused. Um, As long as the Holy Spirit continue to reveal to us and continue to work in our spirit. We will be okay. I promise we will be okay. Um, let's talk about John for a little bit, okay? Because, see, a lot of people understand John, John's prior history before he was uh, cast in exile to the Isle of Patmos. Um, in Rome, as John was preaching, the emperor Domitian, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but uh, he pretty much, due to John preaching the word and preaching the gospel, he decided to pit him to death. How? Well, by pitting him in a huge bowl of boiling oil. Yes, boiling oil in the middle of a Colosseum. And he was thrown in that boiling oil. And believe it or not, as God is as amazing as he is, okay, Nothing happened. In fact, it was recorded that while he was in the boiling oil, he continued to preach the gospel. He wasn't affected. It's also recorded that everyone who attended that that execution that day, they all converted to Christianity after seeing that act, that miraculous act. Not only that, John was forced to um, drink poison. And it didn't hurt him as promised in, um, uh, as promised in in Mark 16, 18, right? They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So while the attendees at the execution seen this happening, they converted to, to Christianity. They converted and started to follow Christ based on that act alone. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, when when the emperor seen that he couldn't hurt John, he banished him to the Isle of Patmos. All right. So, listen, man. It is written in, um, in Hebrews. Hebrews 9.27. It is appointed... Unto men once to die, 
But after this, the judgment. Guys, do you know what appointed means? That means there's a scheduled time. There's an appointment. You have an appointment to die. Every one of us has an appointment to die. What does that mean? That means first, first and, for, and first and foremost, that you are not going to leave this earth until God says it. And until God has until God's appointed time for your life to end has has a, has a presented itself. As we've seen with John, do you guys know what John still had to do? John still had to write the book of Revelation so he could not have died prior to. God did not allow him to die prior to because he had a mission, which was to write the book of Revelation. So everyone has an appointed time to die. Me, you, your brother, your sister, your mama, your father, your cousins, your uncles, your dog, your cats. Listen, we all have an appointed time to die. And if it's not your time, there's people who have, you can just Google it about how, how many people tried to commit suicide by pulling the trigger. And the gun's loaded, but the hammer didn't hit. So many people who's tried to hang themselves. But the rope snapped and they laid it on two feet. So many people who tried to overdose, but they puked it back up. And there's some who've done all those things and they did take their life. Sadly. But it was their appointed time. We all have an appointed time to die and God knows when we have fulfilled this purpose he has put before us in this life. Keep that in mind, guys. Going forward, okay? So that's the backstory of John. Now let's set this up, right? So John was, let me set the stage here. John was minding his own business on the Isle of Patmos. Right? In the spirit of the Lord on that day. And Jesus appeared unto him in his glorified body. And Jesus spoke unto him to write the things which he's seen, which he is seeing, and which will soon come hereafter. So John starts writing those things, and that's when we, we just went over the seven churches, right? Okay, so he wrote about the seven churches. Cool. Next thing that happens that we're going to read starts off on chapter 4. Let's get it. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I pray that you watch um, over us and let your Holy Spirit come upon us as we read your word. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, let your Holy Spirit move us and reveal its truth unto us. Let my mouth speak what you are, get the, speak the words that you have given me, dear Lord, Heavenly um, Father. And let the ears of those listening accept those words, dear Lord, Heavenly Father, as truth, as your spirit has uh, allowed it to power through me, dear Lord and Father, and let the words of this book power to those who are listening, God, over this um, microphone, over this podcast. Let the Holy Spirit move in them, dear Lord, Heavenly Father. We thank you for your love and your grace, and we thank you for your protection, and we pray that you guide us in our steps. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, open your books, your Bibles, your apps, um, and let's open um, let's, 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 uh, let's begin chapter four. After this, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven 
And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne, in sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders, clothed in white remnant. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the four beasts was like a lion. And the second, I mean, I'm sorry, the first beast was like a lion. And the second beast like a calf. And the third beast had a face as a man. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him. And they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Amen. All right. Let's go over it. Let's recap. Okay. So here, John, after he was done writing the seven letters to the seven churches, he heard a trumpet call him, which said, come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Take mark of that, hereafter, right? So what John is about to see is going to happen in the future. Got it? Cool. And immediately I was in the spirit, verse 2. So here he was zipped out of his body in the spirit. In the midst of heaven. And behold, a throne was set in heaven and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper in a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne. In sight like unto an emerald. Guys, what we what that described was God on his throne. Okay? How do we know that? Well, well, let's first clarify something. Okay? John couldn't see the presence. He only he could see and 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 he can liken it unto a sardine stone, right? Or a jasper. Almost to the point probably it blinded him. He couldn't see really, but he knew it was a shininess about him. It, 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 it was a, a authentic richness about his presence. 
And not only that, what was around his throne? A rainbow. Guys, does a rainbow sound familiar to you? Let me jog your memories, okay? If you guys got the time, turn back to Genesis 9, okay? Turn back to, Gen to Genesis 9 uh, real quick. Genesis 9, and we're going to go verse 13. Matter of fact, verse 11. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood, neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud, our rainbow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow or rainbow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. Some of you don't believe that the, the flood happened. Some of you don't believe that that punishment happened. Some of you have doubts about that. I uh, pray that you guys will listen to my first podcast with, with my brother Joshua called, um, what is it called? It's called The Flood Was a Global or Regional, okay? Give give that a look, or a listen, rather. Um, but yeah, so, verse 15, uh, I read that already. Verse 16, in the bow, or rainbow, shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, this is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. That same rainbow is what John is seeing above God's throne, guys. That's God's promise. He won't Kill a, he won't destroy the earth by water. The next time he do it, it will be by fire. But it's just amazing to me that God has set his promise right next to him, above him, so he can look upon it and remember. We serve an amazing God, a just God. Mm. Let's continue. Verse 4. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white remnant, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. Some of some of uh, some some people believe that the twenty-four elders represent the church, the raptured church, the church, pretty much um, as a whole, and that's based off of I believe Chronicles, where uh, God had. Aaron separate the priests into 24 groups, which re which represent the whole of Israel. So people are trying to re relate that to these 24 elders, which that's, that's the opinion that some hold. That is not my opinion. That is not what God has showed me. Okay. And here's why. As I said, we're going to take this book literal. And I know some people say, well, Revelation is not a literal book. There's some yes, I understand that there is some ap ap uh, a uh, apocalyptic writing, and there's some hyperboles, and there's some um, figurative writing. Some key word. There are some things that you must take literally, and if you don't, you miss the value of God's word. 
because you're bringing your your human carnal thinking that can't grasp what the spirit realm offers. That's why we got to do it in the Holy Spirit, guys. Let's read this in the Holy Spirit. I believe the 24 elders were actual 24 elders. Some of the people believe, well, it can't be because this is John and John was a, 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 a disciple. Why isn't he part of the 24 elders? Do you guys not remember? Go back to verse uh, chapter four at, at, at the end of, of verse one. Go back to the beginning. It says, I will show thee things which must be hereafter, which mean John dies and it could very well be him as one of the 24 elders in the future. Okay, so I take the 24 elders literal. There's 24 elders, whether now, whether that's the 12 disciples plus the 12 patriarchs of the Old Testament, who knows? But they are an end of they are 24 elders, human beings, they're not angels. They are human beings who have conquered and, and believed in, in Christ and the faith of God. And they were granted those seats and given golden crowns as promised per Matthew. Go to Matthew ver, uh, chapter 19, verse 27. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have thereafter? Or therefore. And Jesus said unto them, verse 28, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone that forsaketh houses, our brethren, our sisters, our father, our mother, our wife, our children, our lands, for my name's sake, shall receive hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. Okay? So, at least 12 of the 24 elders are the apostles. The other 12, I believe, are the are the uh, 12 patriarchs. Okay. Um, they have white remnant, which means they were redeemed. Okay. Verse five. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Hmm. And before the throne, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion and the second beast like a calf. And the third beast had a face as a man. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. Fam, is that the first time you guys heard about these four beasts? Think hard now. Go back to the beginning of your Bibles. I promise you this is not the first time you heard of the four beasts. In fact, go back to Elijah. Or I'm sorry, Ezekiel. Okay, go back to Ezekiel chapter one. Um, let's go ahead and let's start on verse four. 
And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud, and a fire enfolding itself, and a brightness was about it. And out of the mist thereof, as the color of amber, out of the mist of the fire, also out of the mist thereof came the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man, and every one had four faces, and every one had four wings. And their feet were straight feet, and the sole of their feet were like the sole of a calf's foot, and they sparkled like the color of burnished brass. And they had the hands of a man under, under their wings on their four sides, and they ha four had their faces in their four wings. Their wings were joined one to another. They turned not when they went. They went every one straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, they four had the face of a man. And the face of a lion on the right side, and the and they they four had the face of an ox on the left side. They four also had the face of an eagle. The same animals and man that we just read about in Revelation. Thus were their faces and their wings were stretched upward. Two wings of every one were joined one to another, and two covered their bodies. I know it's like reading the tongue twister. And sometimes these spiritual images are hard to grasp. But what I'm trying to do is get you guys to understand that this reading that we just read is nothing new under the sun. Right? Ezekiel was in the presence of God as well. As John was. That's why I'm trying to relate the four beasts to the four beasts that are four creatures that um, Ezekiel seen. Okay? Ezekiel 1 Verse 26, and read, And above the firmament that was over their heads was the likeness of a throne, as the appearance of a sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness as the appearance of a man above it, or upon it, above, upon it. Verse 27, And I saw as the color of amber, as the appearance of fire round about within it, from the appearance of his loins even upward and from the appearance of his loins even downward. I saw as it were the appearance of fire and it had brightness round about it. Verse 28. As the appearance of the bow, again, there the bow, there the bow goes again, rainbow, that is in the cloud in the day of rain, so was the appearance of the brightness round about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face and I heard the voice of one that spake. Okay. So these four beasts in Revelation chapter four, verse seven, we, we've seen them before. All right. Moving on. Verse eight. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him and they were full of eyes within and they rest not day and night saying, holy, holy, holy Lord God almighty which was and is and is to come. Guys, the angels with six wings, they're referred to as seraphim. And uh, just a little recap, if you go to Isaiah, Isaiah 6, it kind of talks about them. Uh, let's start off with Isaiah 6, verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. Again, I, I, Isaiah looking upon the throne. So he's seeing the same thing. High and lifted up in his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face. And with twain he covered his feet. 
and with twain he did fly. Twain, other words, is two. So with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Guys, it's the same. It's, it's the same in verse 8. Those four creatures say the same thing. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Which was and is and is to come. Okay, moving on. And verse 9. And when those beasts give glory... And honor, we're back in Revelations, by the way. Um, please follow me with your Bibles, please. Uh, Revelation chapter 4, verse 9. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying thou art worthy O Lord to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created these four beasts recap so you got John in the spirit he sees God on the throne he sees the 24 elders sitting on a round table. He sees the four beasts. He describes the four beasts. The four beasts then begin to worship God and they never sleep. Day or night, they worship God all day. And these four beasts are, as we read, are seraphims. They got two wings to cover the face, two wings to cover the feet, and two wings to fly with. And they're before the presence of the Lord day and night singing, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. I suck at singing, but man, I am trash at singing. But he, he. God deserved the praise. He deserves the worship and the praise. Okay? Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to be in heaven, you know, in the middle of a prayer session or a praise session. And uh, I sound like a bunch of nails on a chalkboard. And he leans over his throne and is like, Isaac, is that you? Just bow your head, son. <laughs> you know? I, 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 I don't want to get pointed out for my horrible singing. So I just pray he get, you know, he, uh, hook your brother up with a nice voice. Anyways. All right. You guys get what I'm saying? These angels, these seraphim worship him. They, the two wings cover their face, right? Because to look upon God is just even as the angels in heaven to look upon him. They can't. The two wings cover their feet because, you know, the feet, they walk on the ground, right? You don't want to put your feet in the presence of the Lord. Some of y'all got bunions. Some of y'all got, got athletes' feet, right? Nah, you want to cover your feet in the presence of the Lord. Even the angels cover their feet. They cover their face, and they got two wings to fly with while they worship God in his presence. Amen. Amen. 
And when the, the 24 elders see this every as well, they when they see that being done, they they fall on the ground and throw their golden crowns. Could you imagine? You're in heaven already. You 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 made it. You you made it. Sitting on a sitting on a table before God and you and you got a golden crown given to you by the Lord. And you know what you do with that crown? You take it and you throw it to the ground. Why? Because it, even then in the presence in heaven with the with gold tried by fire as a crown on your head, it means nothing. You're in the presence of the almighty, all, almighty God. It means nothing. They throw their crowns on the floor and they fall down and they worship. They worship. In heaven. So for those who like, man, when I get to heaven, I don't got worship. Nah, bro. Nah. You worshiping in heaven. It's going to be worth it. I promise you. Worship now on this earth and you'll worship 10 times better in heaven. I promise you. All right, guys, that's chapter four. Now, what I don't want to do is cram so that in it, by cramming, I, I don't want you guys to be confused and feel like, oh, it's too much. I can't understand. I'm going to cut this uh, at chapter four. OK, we're, we're going to leave off for chapter five. OK, so we did chapter four. We're going to leave from chapter five. All right. And we're going to continue on this journey. This journey will be this journey. We will continue on. Please, if you got to read it again up to this point, read it again from chapter one to chapter uh, five. Read it again. Understand it. Chew on it. Pray on it. Let the Holy Spirit move you on it. And we will start back up chapter five. And we will continue to read. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord and Father, I thank you for your grace and your mercy and your, and your blessing upon us, um, God. And I just pray, Jesus, that you continue to move with us and to grant us serenity, God, and peace in these stressful times. Some of us got so much stress on our plates, dear Lord, dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we are just struggling, God, but only you can give us peace while we struggle, dear Lord. Only you can give us happiness while the sun ain't shining, God. And we just pray that, I just pray, God, that we learn to, to depend on you in those dark times and not fall prey to the, our surroundings, but to de depend on your strength, on your promises, on your love while we struggle in the struggling storm, in the midst of the storm. I pray that we learn to hold on to your promise and your love and your salvation. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Hey, guys. Thanks again for uh, joining me on my podcast. Be blessed. Hey guys, you just listened to an episode of Truth Warrior Ministries with your hosts, Isaac and Joshua Butts. Thanks for tuning in. Be blessed. See you next time. Truth Warrior Ministries.